Welcome to Fandom Power. Well, hey, everybody. It's uh, Wes here for Fandom Power and uh, something a little different. It's, uh, it's December and uh, with December comes Christmas. So uh, I'm lucky enough to be sitting here right now tonight with uh, my Sawcast family and, uh, and my real family. And uh, we just want to say uh, welcome to the Sawcast family Christmas. I'm joined tonight with uh, my recording partner, Scott. Hey. And our other recording partner, editor, producer, graphic designer, man of a thousand jobs, uh, who just has endless capacity for more. Andy. <laughs> Hello. And the lady who keeps my head on straight, my lovely wife, Kimberly. Merry ho ho, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is everybody ready for Christmas? No. No. No, me neither. Almost. Almost. Um, you've got your major. Uh, shopping beats done yeah yeah me too. yeah uh i have a great partner in that that michelle really does take care of most of the shopping yeah and uh which is good for me because i am not a shopper um never really enjoyed it working retail and then to find my own time to do my own shopping <laughs> yeah it's never really been big on my uh list so but you know, I got everything I needed to get for Michelle, uh, which I think is always good. Yeah. I did not fall into the trap of that we weren't going to get anyone anything this year, so I have got her something. So oh, that's Wait, good. does that actually happen at your house? Uh, Don't buy me anything this year? Let's just keep it small for you, the kids? Do you not remember the 12 days of Michelle-mas? Oh, yeah. So, two years ago, I followed through on nothing. Oh, boy. But right, she didn't. I, um, no, she got me a couple small things, yeah. and she literally had you know, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And uh, I felt terrible. We're all married here. I, I mean, in the words of my man, Akbar, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so her birthday yeah. is in March, so I counted back, and I did 12 days of wonderfulness. <laughs> um. And each day right. I did a little card on the first day of Michelle Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it culminated in a nice thing and, and definitely spent way too much. And she realizes that. And she's like, that can never happen again. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> so even though you may be throwing those out there like as a throwaway, like let's just not get each other anything. Always get them Yeah, something. always get something. It's a, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Wait a minute. Maybe it was. Maybe it was an intentional trap. I mean, I would. I would take twelve days of Westmas. <laughs> right. Do you know you what I mean? normally yeah, like, do anyway. You well, take that's when I'm sixty-five days that's of Westmas. I'm shopping for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, everybody at this table uh, is well aware of my uh, spending habits. So, <laughs> yes. What's the What's the newest piece of articulated plastic this week, Wes? <laughs> Which one? I usually have a few. Oh, there's a pre-order list right now that is extensively long. In fact, it just got longer today mm -hmm. uh, Ma uh mando mondays for those of you who are listening to our uh, mandalorian reviews you're probably well aware of this but um uh hasbro put up pre-orders for uh, six inch black series bo katan today so shut up and take my money i'm very excited to get her looks good 
She does look good. It's funny though because these Mandalorian characters, uh, Django. Now Boba's an exception because he did not have a removable helmet, but um, once you start putting removable helmets on characters, it becomes a little bit more of an issue with the sculpting because you've got hair, sculpted hair. Why wouldn't you just do two heads? Well, you could do two heads, but then you're talking potentially. You know, are they going to do something crazy with the price? Which it's Hasbro. They they might. They might not. Hmm. Well, they do it with Marvel. That's right. They do. They do do it with Marvel. So Bo-Katan is coming out. She's got a removable helmet so that it does definitely, it looks like Katie Sackhoff, but the way that the hair uh, drapes on the figure because it's molded plastic, it's, it looks a little, it's a little off. It's kind of compressed, but overall great looking figure. No way I'm going to be, be uh, displaying her with a helmet off anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. There you go. Yeah. 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 And uh, I got, like you, I've got most of my major, uh, I, I got my, <laughs> as I'm staring at Kim, oh, <laughs> careful what you say now. <laughs> don't, I yeah, want it to be don't a surprise. It. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. I guarantee I don't it's going to be a surprise. Anything. Well, 75% of this table knows one of your gifts because I was so excited I couldn't keep my mouth shut, but I won't make that mistake tonight. I'm going to keep that one under wraps. If I'm really, really good, I'll capture the reaction on Christmas Day and we'll put it out as, a, as an addendum to this later. <laughs> Only if my hair is done and I look okay. We don't have to put any video out. We can just capture the audio. Okay. Or we'll just get someone to hold it. I'll just do it secretly. (laughs) Set the camera up and live stream. (laughs) How about you, Andy? Where are you at with your uh, Christmas shopping? Uh, Big stuff's all bought. A couple small things still to get, but for the most part, I'm done. Mm, That's good. Wrapping is the big hurdle to get over now. I'm actually excited to wrap this year because I think there's a few things that I can either bundle or I can do sort of like, I have an idea for some theme wrapping, which I think is going to be fun. And I do do my own wrapping. Like, admittedly, I do. I, I don't, most years I don't enjoy doing it, but I mean, I do it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. Continue. It's true. <laughs> I know. But I do it. You do. And it's, and it's, for the most part, it's pretty serviceable. It's good, and you're getting really good at it. While being down here and sending packages out, you know, <laughs> weekly, I've gotten, <laughs> I got some skills. <laughs> so hopefully I can translate some of those into gift wrapping and you'll have a, a good Christmas because of it. I'm sure I will. So special thanks over to uh, Andy for wanting to put this one together. And uh, when you'd suggested this, I thought, oh, that's really good thought it'd be nice to get together with everybody here in the family and let's talk about uh christmas entertainment because it is going up as a fandom power episode it's about the pop culture side of things so um originally we were going to do um top christmas movie top tv special top traditional christmas carol and then top non-traditional christmas song but i think we kind of expanded that for a, a top three and uh as I said uh, pre-show, before we started rolling, I uh, I was a little tardy in my homework this week and unfortunately did not get to screen my number one movie, but I did get to screen Kim's. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get lots to talk about. So um, what do you guys want to tackle first? You want to do uh, music, TV, or film? Maybe we should do it how we reported it in our homework sheets. <laughs> So that's wow, way to drive that one home. Yeah, bud. Uh, so Christmas movies first. Sure, let's do it. So are we gonna go round table and everyone's gonna give like the I top think so. three? No, I, th- I think what we should just let's go one person at a time and uh, toss out your top movie there and maybe tell us a little bit about it and and why it's why it's the best. 
<laughs> so am I starting? I think you kind of okay. put your foot in. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, mine is, uh, my top movie is A Christmas Story, which is like that throwback to poor little Ralphie. Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out. Oh my God, I shot my eye out. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's the whole gist of the movie is this yeah. Red Rider BB gun. The Red Rider 200 shot range model air rifle. And that's really all he wants for Christmas. And he really, really struggles. But I, to, to me, right, as the movie as a whole, it's such a coming of age movie. It's not yeah. just, right. And then we talk about it and, you know, it just happens to be focused around Christmas and then it shows up on the TV at Christmas. But right, you know, he he stands up for himself against a bully. Um, yeah, he comes to the realization that, you know, he's not a child anymore and the world's out to get him with, you know, paid advertising for Ovaltine. Ovaltine? A crummy commercial? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, his and even his father's realizing that his little boy is not a little boy when he flips the uh, the nuts out of the uh, the hubcap when they're changing the tire. Oh, okay. Oh, And he swears, and his dad's like, oh, my gosh. But they don't say anything. They get back in the car as men, right? They don't <laughs> yeah. tell his mom. It's just all those things. And at the end of it, you know, it doesn't have to be a traditional Christmas to be Christmas. No. As long as you're with family and they go to the Chinese restaurant and, you know, have a Christmas dinner because the dog ran away with the turkey. <laughs> we are going out to eat. Um, and I mean, all those things together. It's it's a pretty cute movie. Um, it's still relative today. I think of... Um... So not to not to pop that balloon, but honestly, it's probably one of my least favorites. And, you know, I, I don't know why. Like, it's it's a perfectly serviceable Christmas movie. Like you say, it comes on TV every year. And I know I've flipped through the channels and I've stopped and I've and I've tried to watch a little bit and I can't do it. It reminds me of it's almost like a really long episode of The Wonder Years. Do you know what I mean? In a way. And I, and I didn't really jive on that show very much either. So it's one of those ones that I just, I get a hard time watching it. I like Peter, Peter Billings, Peter Billingsley, right? Yep. I like him. I think he's great, but overall it just, oh, it's a hard one for me to watch. There you go. What about you guys? I have a memory of it when it was still on TBS or when TBS was still on the air. Oh yeah. And it ran a Christmas story for 24 hours straight. Back to back to back, back to back to back, back, to back. back. <laughs> with commercials. Yep. Uh, that could make you hate it real oh quick. Oh my gosh. Well, it's Jen's favorite movie. So, wow. You know what though? But TBS, they, they did that a lot with a lot of stuff uh, where they would run movies, you know, three or four times in a row. Like, I guess that was for the people who maybe lived in that time zone, like the pre satellite, right? Uh, no, it was a satellite. Really? It was. <sighs> it was fairly major event for them they were like oh 24 hours of a christmas story man i was thinking as a favor to somebody who couldn't watch it at you know seven o'clock because they were shopping or working could come home and watch it at 10 but really it just tells you how, how attached to it they were i guess how wrong you are damn you ted turner oh yes i guess so i am wrong maybe maybe not to poo poo on your favorite i'm no. sorry all right are we yeah now we're round tabling sure all right uh i think my first one it was hard to pick because Christmas, there's so many I do like. Yeah. 
But for me, it's not Christmas if I don't watch this movie. Christmas Vacation. I think Christmas Vacation is on a lot of... uh, it's a on lot a of lot people's of people's lists. lists. Yeah. I don't I think I resonate because, you know, he wants this big family Christmas. He wants everything perfect and he tries so hard and he's yeah. such a nice guy and all this bad stuff is happening and he's still trying to keep a good face and, you know, be there for the family. He's getting, you know, kicked in the balls quite a few times. Uh yeah. Yeah. And I think I can resonate with that because I used to be, you know, I'd have these big dinners. He's like 25 yeah. plus and I can, I get how he's feeling, right? And if something goes wrong, you're like, oh man. Was your, were your big dinners like the Griswold table where, you know, 50% didn't want to be with the other half? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think so way back then. No. I think it's just everyone's crammed in and you just, you have all the meal, you know, like that was part of it. That's the fun of it. There's yeah. no room. To walk around everyone, but you're just all there, and there was no cats dying or no, no. nothing like that. <laughs> right. No cats electrocuted under the chair. No RV in the driveway. There's nothing like that. Jenner's full. <laughs> but it's one of my favorites. I have to watch it. We did refresh on that one last night, and I. I mean, because since I've been with you, it's been an every year thing for me too, right? Because yeah. I watch it with you, right? And I got to remember, you know, that it's, yes, it's a Christmas movie, but it's also a vacation movie, mm-hmm. yet it just doesn't, in terms of like weighing it against the other vacations, oh, it doesn't really, it doesn't hold up the same way. Like, I think the thing that really... The most vacation thing like that in the movie is the opening scene where they're going to get the Christmas tree in the car. stop it! I don't want to spend the holidays dead. And they have the thing out on the road, and it's the family in the station wagon. It's mm-hmm. it's like, oh, vacation, right? And then it just diverts so wildly after that. But then Clark goes to the department store, and he has that completely sexist moment with oh the girl God. behind the fragrance counter. I know it's so bad, especially in this day and age, it but is. I, it's so freaking wow, funny. Oh, it's so... It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? It's so funny. <laughs> it is. I just... I was giggling all. I guess it's part of, like, we were talking sort of pre-show about maybe, like, some of the some of these things that we still hold near and dear might not... They wouldn't get made the same way today, that's for sure. No. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah, what a great movie. Chevy Chase is always kind of a treat to watch, I think. And they even poke fun at themselves with the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, when Aunt Bethany shows up and asks if Rusty's still in the Navy. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But that was her thing the whole time. They they get her, (laughs) say Grace. Grace, she passed away 30 years ago. And then instead of... Instead of uh, doing grace at the table, she starts the the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. It, you just insert, you know, your family member that reminds you of that character. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, yes. And it's like, and I think that's sort of the idea of that, right? It's the, the crazy uncle. It's the crazy aunt. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the... It reminds yeah. everyone of their family, right? I said, I, I said to Kim last night, it said, uh, Julia, oh my God, what's her Louise name? Julia Louis Dreyfus. Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus from sure. Seinfeld is the neighbor. And they kind of remind me, like, they're a cross between the, uh, 
the nihilists from uh, uh, the Big Lebowski, and and then they remind me sort of of the extended family from Beetlejuice. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, like the ultra modernists. Uh, whereas uh, obviously Clark and the Griswolds are are less than that. Other weird thing. Once again, the uh, the kids Russ and uh, oh my lord, what's her name? Audrey. Russ and Audrey recast again. So the the films have no consistent casting for these kids. So you're like, how? Like in European Vacation, Rusty's got to be what, 17, 18 years old? And then you jump ahead to Christmas Vacation, and Rusty's now played by uh, Johnny Galecki pre pre Roseanne. And he's like, what, 13, 14? Maybe. Yeah, he's just this really young kid, right? So it's like, where does this. I said to Kim, I said, is this like. Is this like every vacation movies? It's in its own universe, <laughs> you know, parallel universes or something. Do you think that's an age out, or do you think that came down to contract? I don't know. I think it came down to star power. Maybe because the first one is uh, Anthony Michael Hall, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, and he was pretty big back then. He was yeah. huge. Yeah, and then you know, going on through the decades, he kind of lost popularity, and they needed a kid again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He had a resurgence though uh, so. in the in the mid two thousands with that. Um, yeah, that TV show. It's like wasn't a supernatural kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't watch it, so I can't I say the name there. But don't ask me the name. No. So Christmas vacation. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, Clark. Right on. Uh, I guess that comes to me. Oh boy. Uh, so many to choose from, and I and I, I think that part of doing the top three was so we'd have some flexibility on what to talk about, and I. I didn't know what to pick, and I really struggled with it. So, like, arbitrarily, I went with, um, uh, in order, I went Elf. I'm Buddy the Elf. Elf is my number one. I uh, didn't get to refresh on it, so it's a little, it's not as fresh in my mind as I would like it to be. But, I mean, in broad strokes, Elf is my is my favorite Christmas movie for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's super, super informed by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is my, like, number one Christmas TV special of all time. So I really, I can really appreciate uh, those elements like the, uh, uh, the riffing of the, of Sam, the snowman and that a buddy is, is dressed, you know, like the elves in the Rankin Bass and that they did the stop motion animation in there. Like it just, I've been, you know, grooving with the Rankin Bass stuff for what, well over 25 years. We all have, we all grew up on it. And to me, it just, it's like, what if you? What would a Rankin Bass Christmas special look like if it was live action? And I mean, right? Throwback to um, the movies that made us on Netflix. Yeah, funny how that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. one of them. And uh, and watching that episode, yeah. and that that was to me that makes Elf that much better because Doesn't it? it fills in all the background. Yeah. And you know, at some point, legal was worried. Oh my gosh, were they it, ever? <laughs> yeah, that it wasn't necessarily inspired. How by, inspired are you? Yeah, or are yeah. we just playing off ripping? You know, but you, look at who they were—two guys that had never. It was the first movie they'd ever done. The guys never been a producer before. I think it was the writer's first script. And holy cow, I, I was—I had forgotten, or maybe I wasn't really aware that it was directed by John Favreau. Right. You know what I mean? So like, oh yeah, props to my man Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing such great work. I know him. But yeah, so I mean, and the other part of that I think is, at the heart of the movie, it, <laughs> it's how do you say coming of age with Will Ferrell because everything he does is so damn juvenile. But, and I think that's part of why we love him. But there's you know. 
there's a father son story in there between him and James Khan and also his relationship with uh oh my lord papa elf uh bob newhart bob newhart bob you know i mean there's this real contrast of relationships you know where where bob is like the he's the patient He's so patient, even though like everything he says is just like, I just wish this would end, you know, like put me out of my misery now. Yeah. 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 And then James Caan, who is like, you know, typical James Caan. He's a Corleone. So what do you expect? Right. right? But I mean, he he pulls it off really well. And then, you know, there's at the center of it all, there's this budding love story and the the innocence that Will Ferrell portrays in Buddy, like it's almost as. It's kind of like, you know, I kind of wonder if maybe he he maybe patterned his character off Tom Hanks's portrayal in Big. Hey! You know, where he's like this adult, in a, whereas in Big, Tom Hanks was a child in an adult's body. You know, in Elf, you have Will Ferrell, who's a, a, well, a child in an adult's body, I guess, is really what I'm trying to say. You know, they share some similarities that way, and I think that's part of where I, it, I connect with it, because... You know, I'm still a big kid, you know. I was going to say, are you a man-child, Wes? <laughs> I've been called that, but it wasn't in a nice way, so. <laughs> I only mean it lovingly. Uh, well, you know, people who know me can uh, can take that however they want. But, yeah, sure. Sure I am on some level. I love it. I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Yeah. There is a nice connection between your movie and yours. Yeah. Because Ralphie grows up to be the elf. That he does. Oh, that's true, up. isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. He's that got, yeah, right. throwback in there for sure, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they appreciated my movie at least. Oh, I know that. <laughs> they appreciated my TV special. There you go. <laughs> it's not that I don't appreciate your movie. I just don't like it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Is that the same thing? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You've heard him. You cut him. Cut him deep. Not like a Cut me deep, Shrek. You cut me real deep just now. Well, if you want to call me some bad names, you can. You know. <laughs> triple dog dare you wait until a change on a tire on the side of the road yeah. i'll bump your nuts in the snowbank <laughs> damn Budge. it <laughs> let's throw it over to you andy what do you got for us uh my top three originally was it's a wonderful life uh jimmy stewart yep just talking about jimmy stewart today actually yeah you really had a wonderful life uh national lampoon's christmas vacation whoop, whoop. bingo and I switched it up. My number three after going over what's come out because, like Kim said, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, it was like, oh, how did I forget that? It's Polar Express. The Polar oh, Express. right. Yeah. yeah. This is the Polar Express. Tom Hanks Polar Express. Yeah. Yeah. Man of many faces in that one. Isn't it? All aboard. Is it terrible that there's stuff that, I mean, and as I said, when you go start looking back, there's stuff I have not watched Mm -hmm. yeah me too and i own polar express i'm sure the kids liked it but it well you coming where why to the north pole of course i saw an article on the polar express recently when they people were revisiting it and they i hate to be the voice of criticism but this is not my criticism this is just something i read was the uh the biggest criticism uh leveled against the movie was they spent all the money rendering tom hanks and not anybody else though i've grown old the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. So while Tom Hanks' character is unmistakably Tom Hanks, all the other characters are just not uh, not as uh, animated as well? 
So I don't know. I mean, you'd know better, Andy. You've seen it. So well. these five characters got the good rendering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but yeah, my number one is uh, Wonderful Life for sure. Wonderful Life. That's a good one, yeah. though. Throwback black and white, right? Yep. Originally oh, yeah. black yeah. and white. Uh, it was colorized three times over the years by three different companies. Like you said, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. The lead role is George Bailey. Apparently, they made a sequel for it in 1990. I never oh, saw wow. it. Well, I didn't either. A made-for-TV movie called Clarence. Interesting. Hmm. I'm totally, like, not in the know of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'd never seen it, never heard tell until I started looking into it, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. What's the other... So uh, what's the other big... What's the big, big Jimmy Stewart movie? Is it A Wonderful Life? I think it's it a is Wonderful, wonderful life. life. Yeah, it is. So he, I read a thing the other day. I had no idea. This is a little aside, but uh, Jimmy Stewart started acting around 1936. Hmm. By the time the Second World War uh, rolled around, the Americans got involved. He was already famous, right? Well, he gave up acting to join the United States Army Air Corps and was uh, became a, a bomber pilot. Huh. And I guess they, uh, because of his fame, they wanted to use him to like as a recruiting tool. Um, but he insisted on. Uh, doing like actual combat so they finally sent him into combat and he ended up he became one of the most distinguished bomber pilots of the second world war he didn't want to end up like captain america song and dance <laughs> right um <laughs> well he fixed that <laughs> but i guess he he had some real trouble because of his in his squadron he lost quite a few uh planes so the imagery of of these planes going down beside him and and seeing people falling out of the sky really affected him so the article went on to explain how, like, when he got home, it wasn't really, wasn't really talked about. So there's the scene in, I guess it's in A Wonderful Life, where he's like going kind of crazy. Yeah, in the movie, he's his character is not allowed to go to war because of an injury yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So he does the uh, the whole piece at home, you know, doing bonds and yeah. drives and all that deal. The article went on to talk about a particular scene in the movie where he's just like unhinged, and there's speculation that that's not acting that that's whatever he brought back from europe coming through yeah. so i mean uh probably worth going back to watch it just for that just yeah. to you know war is hell and put a different spin on it for yeah. sure yeah it really does but yeah jimmy stewart yeah sorry i didn't mean to take away from your ah, story no worries you, you want the moon just say the word and i'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down premise of it is uh through a series of events, he runs upon some bad luck and has that moment where he wishes, you know, what if I had never been born? I said I wish I'd never been born. And Oh, haven't we all thought that? <laughs> God basically grants him that and sends him this angel, Clarence. Clarence Oddbody, angel second class. Right. Uh, who is played by Henry Travers. And then they go and explore the world as if he'd never been there. Interesting. And it's pretty dark. Yeah. It's very dark. Yeah, yeah. What I need is a couple of good stiff drinks. How about you, Angel? You want a drink? Uh, you said it's been colorized like three times. It has been, yeah. Um, uh, 1986, 1989, and again in 2007. Are we? I assume each time it was done, it was a better, better process? I think so. The first time they did it, uh, I don't think they liked it as much because the guy who held the rights or had lost the rights, I guess, at that point, wanted artistic direction, and they wouldn't give it to him. Oh, no. So that's, I think, hmm. why it got done a second time. Mm-hmm. And then the third time is just computer colorization. Right. So better technology. I'd still prefer it in the black and white. Yeah. It's kind of like going back to watch 
the original uh, A Christmas Carol. It's I mean, there are several versions of yes. it, but I mean, going back and watching the old, old, old one, I kind of expect it to be in black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, I own both versions. So, <laughs> uh, we were skipping through the streaming services looking for Christmas movies, and the the number of versions of A Christmas Carol that are out there, we probably saw at least five or six different. Well, that's my second pick is Scrooged with Bill Murray. You've got a party hearty, Marty. Which yeah. is based on Christmas Carol. Yeah, know. that's right. Right? That but is that's, one, yeah. oh, that's such a good one. It is. Speaking of being disappointed in who's got what, that's another one that's nobody's carrying right now for streaming. Scrooged. Really? Yeah. yeah. AMC's got it. AMC. Is it rental? Uh, I believe you can watch it on demand. With AMC Plus. Oh, uh, so do they have a do they have a streaming service? Yeah, they do. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. We'll have to look at that. That's how lazy we are because we actually own it in a DVD, but it's downstairs and you well, know, that's the, the millions of DVDs. <laughs> that's the way we're going, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So what was your your number two and number three, Kim? Two was Scrooge, right? With Bill Murray had to, and then. I wanted to pick something different from you guys, right? So we, excuse me, had something to talk about. And I remember being a kid, I was big on the black and white movies to begin with. So Miracle on 34th Street. I remember watching that as a kid and just Every loving it. Every time a bell rings. And no, that's my No, movie. that's Is that that's your movie? movie. See, that, oh, my gosh. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's Edit a that wonderful out. life. <laughs> but which which one has the little girl? Yours has the little girl. Yeah, mine has Zuzu. Miracle mine is the little girl as well. As yeah. well, with Santa Claus, with right? Santa and he's gonna go to jail or the crazy house. Yeah. Okay, I do know what it is. All right. And no one believes, and it's you know, in the end, everyone does, and it's just. I haven't watched it in in total honesty in quite a few years, but I remember, it had to be one I wanted to watch as a kid, and such good memories. Uh, since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. So I put that as my number three. Very good. Yeah. M- my number two was Elf. Good choice. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And number three, <laughs> controversial, Die Hard. Die Hard. No controversy from this fellow. It's a Christmas movie. It sure as hell is. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. It's as it's as much a Christmas movie as Batman Return is. Meow. <sighs> Why would Batman Return be one? Batman Returns? Because it happens at Christmas. Merry Christmas, Albert. Oh, okay. Even the last line, I'll save a life for next Christmas. Yep. yep. Sorry, but Batman fans. I did see something, though, that would uh, make you not happy. Because... Die Hard is basically somebody chasing Alan Rickman through a building. It's right. not a Christmas. It's a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> oh, <God>. my Lord. <laughs> oh, dear. I just want to hear John McClane say, Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee-ki. Expelliarmus. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, dear. Aren't they redoing that one? Did I Which read one? That Die right? Hard? Uh, so I, I, read I read something recently that I don't know if it's a redo or if it's just up for another, 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 another needless sequel. I think, you know, after the third one, we didn't need any more of them, but somebody believes in them enough to want to throw money down on it. It's a franchise. It sure is. Why have original thoughts when there's <laughs> lots of existing? Well, we talked about the on, on our show previously about uh, reboots and redos and... 
and reimaginings. And, and I, I take this, the flip side to that. And I say like for every reboot that we go back to, somebody believes in the story that enough that it's worth revisiting. And largely I think it's true. The delivery isn't always smooth, but uh, I mean, and Christmas movies are a prime example of that. I mean, mm. with the remakes of all the, the classics. And, well, even and, Wonderful Life was remade as a Tiny Toon Adventure show. Oh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, it was the I didn't final, know that. Yeah, it was the final episode. Aired in 1992. I Tiny Toons. They Did rebooted it. Hmm. When? Not too long ago. Before the new Animaniacs? No. Okay. That's apparently only a 13-episode uh, run, eh? Hmm. The new Animaniacs. Another show I can't watch because we don't get... It's on Hulu, I think. It's on uh, Teletoon, anyway. Yes. We don't get Teletoon in our house. But if that Disney Plus thing comes through. Yes. Uh, side note for anybody who uh, hasn't been paying attention to media news this week. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber, come February, you're going to be paying $3 more. However, you're going to be getting the international version of Hulu, and that's going to be called Star. So I equate that to be like, if you have Crave, you can get basic Crave, or you can get Crave plus HBO uh, for as an add-on package. This isn't an add-on. This is just a, we're going to up your rates three bucks, and you're going to get it. What happens if now I've paid for my Disney Plus for yep. the year? Yeah. Am I going to just get a retro bill I of wondered, the $3 over? I wondered the same thing. Are That's we what gonna, we do. Are we going to get prorated on our next bill? Because I don't want to pay like two well, years. Our <laughs> Disney know? just went through. It did, yeah. We like just what, renewed. Last month. Yeah, because we got Disney just in time for Mandalorian. We bought it for the Mandalorian, so last December. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. To, to me, you should wait until the subscription renews. But. I don't know. Would we get the service, though? Who knows? Who knows? I would. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Other. Um, before we get back to the uh, the round table, it just reminded me. Bit of controversy uh, in the last couple of weeks about uh, Warner Brothers and their uh, HBO Max service and about putting their slate of 2021 movies out to streaming the same day as a theatrical release. And they led that announcement saying, this was about a month ago, maybe, they announced uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was going to go to streaming. Yep, and everyone was happy and tickled pink. And sure, then a uh, few except more for days... us Canadians, we were getting the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few more days go by, and they say the entire 2021 yeah, their is whole, going the same way. Their whole catalog of films. And, I mean, that's got its own sort of, you know, naysayers and detractors but i was more interested when they came around just the other day well, i don't know two or three days ago and announced that no in fact wonder woman 1984 will be available for streaming in canada on christmas day so it's going to be a wonderful house at my house this year He'll have his lasso out and everything. He really will. He'll be wearing the uniform. That's right. Yeah, I'll get my on. get my golden eagle helmet on. That's right. Oh yeah, my bustier. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Christmas present for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, if we're gonna go, are we gonna go and do everybody's complete list? I think we did. Yeah. Oh, did you do two, two and three, Andy? I did. What's oh, your yeah. two, and uh, three? two? Two for me is uh, a Netflix movie, actually. Uh, the first Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Good which, movie. Uh, yeah, it's. I haven't watched a modern Christmas movie and went, 
oh wow, probably ever until I saw that one. And I thought that's probably the best Christmas movie I've seen. Certainly the best original streaming movie I've seen for a holiday, uh, holiday movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like kind of like your miracle on 34th street. It's, uh, you know, nobody believes he's Santa, you know, and officially it's St. Nicholas, but he's not, you know, although it's Kurt Russell and he's way more like, I mean, anytime Kurt Russell comes to, you know, comes to the forefront, he brings a little bit of that, that Elvis swagger that he's kind of been famous for as an, as an adult mm-hmm, actor. Mm-hmm. And that really shines through in that movie. And I really, really like that. Let's get this party started. But yeah, it's uh what a great movie where he gets to, uh, you know, he gets to basically save Christmas with uh, a couple of kids, you know, uh, you know, the, the young daughter, she's a, a true believer and the son, he's a little bit more skeptical of, of everything. And, and between the three of them, they basically go on an adventure to uh, save Christmas for the world in, in a way that was uh, wholly kind of, I don't, was it original? Uh, it felt original. And if it wasn't an original idea, it, just, it felt fresh. And, yeah. uh, you know, very, very rarely, not since I was a kid and, uh, Scott, you can appreciate this and Wayne Robinson's grade five class, you know, have I had an appreciation for musical numbers, right. As I, right. as I did in this one. Right. I say that because in our grade five teacher was a big fan of, of musicals. And I think we probably watched, I don't know, five or six, you know, that year. Lots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he liked them. Therefore we like them. <laughs> That's really cool that he yeah. shared that with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So on those days where, I mean, there was no lesson or whatever, where and he was a big movie guy, right? Mm-hmm. He would bring in his... Uh, laser disc. No, not even. VCD. VCD? Mm-hmm. The precursor to laser disc. It was like a record player that you... Big plastic uh, jacket that you shoved the whole thing in yes. the machine. And you pulled the jacket out and it was like a record stayed, stayed in, in the machine. You played half the movie and then you pulled it out, flipped it over, and put it back in. And you paid watched. way more attention than me. I just oh assumed it was a laser disc. No, it was this this record that essentially had a movie on it. And I thought that, that was a laser disc. No. <laughs> yes, but the, like more like traditional vinyl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of the girls in our class was helping him uh, catalog the his collection. Like he did handwritten notes, and she was taking it and like typing it or something hmm. which i thought was pretty odd for a grade five student but hey <laughs> yeah christmas chronicles uh number two for me and number three uh the the most out of left field one is star wars i mean can't you just like wave your hand and jedi mind trick the cops i'm santa claus teddy not yoda and i know it's not a christmas movie but I associate Star Wars, and I, you know, I could have said Star Wars, or I could have said any of the Star Trek films, because it, I associate all of them, at least the first, uh, the first three Star Trek films, I associate with Christmas, only because my my mom's brother, my uncle, is kind of eccentric, and uh, he would turn up for Christmas, and sometimes he would stay with us for upwards of uh, two weeks, but. Um, you know, when he was still driving and mobile, he would uh, show up with a, a Betamax player and like a suitcase full of tapes, right? And so when Uncle Graham was coming for Christmas, I was like a kid in a candy store because I was getting to see all these movies that I, you know, didn't have opportunity to see. Even though we had cable TV, 
you know, at that age, nine, 10 years old. I think too, right? You got to remember when we were kids, cable companies weren't buying the rights to a whole lot of movies. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. And it's not like now. And I agree with you. Like, right, there's movies that aren't Christmas movies, but because when you get to the holidays and there's all this time off and they know that people yeah. are home and all of a sudden they're doing these marathons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they do the same marathons every year. So all of a sudden that does become a Christmas tradition. tradition. Yeah. And um, like, right, I, as I've said before, right, I remember whatever birthday that was and my same thing. My dad brought home Star Wars or Empire and I watched the heck out of it oh, yeah. on my birthday. So like that's a January thing because yeah. that's what I right? So that's cool though, right? And uh, th- those are memories and that's what kind of, that's what sticks with you for sure. It becomes its own thing, right? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly informed. It's informed me as an adult. Like it's it's had so much influence on my life in looking back now at 46 on, you know, just how big a role that movie that entire franchise has played in my life. It's it's pretty instrumental when I when I really really look at it. But yeah, Star Wars was my number three, and arguably could have been my number one, but I wanted to keep the theme more like Christmas Christmas. So yeah, but Star Wars, yeah, hmm, cool. Well, that wraps it up for movies. I think shall we move into TV? Sure. Cool. So same uh, order. Oh, we can switch it up if you want. You want to go uh, Kim first? Let me pull up my list. Sure. So, Christmas specials on TV. Yeah, TV specials. Rudolph, Red-Nosed Reindeer was my number one. Was your number one? one? We shared that one. And I think, especially our generation, everyone. Number two was Little Drummer Boy. And it's not one I've seen recently again, but it's one of those ones that resonates with me. Yep. I loved watching that one. And the third one was Charlie Brown's Christmas. Such a sad little Christmas tree. I know. I think three of us had Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think you had it as well, Andy, and I did. Number two for me. Number two for you. So, I mean, lots of common ground there. Why, what makes Rudolph your number one, Kim? Well, I think as a kid, just the way it shot, right? Like, there was no other movie like that. It was just so unique, and it was just so, I don't know, endearing? Is that? Yep. There was just something about it. I loved everything about it. I mean, I don't have the technical information in front of me, and but was Rudolph by chance? Was it the first Rankin Bass stop motion? Was there anything before that? If there is, I wouldn't know. Like that was the know. first I remember seeing so in, like that. Yeah. So in order, would have would Santa Claus comes to town oh, been right. before Rudolph? Right. That's my that's my number two. <laughs> number three. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good one too. You know, I don't know what the sequence was for how know. those got released, right? Because um, wasn't Frosty like that too? Yeah. Uh, and then the first, sorry, no. Frosty the first the, Frosty was animated. Frosty the Snowman was traditional cell oh, animation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And later then, on? Later on he did though. Yeah. Later okay, I was going to say, because I kind of right. remember yeah. him being like yeah, that. Yeah. He appeared, uh, so he's actually, we have it at home. I pulled it out last night. It's Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Yep. And he's stop motion in that. Oh, okay. But he is, he and uh, Crystal Mrs. Frosty, Crystal, are still voiced by their original actors. What a neat thing to happen to a nice guy like me. Frosty, later on, they did another one with him, traditional cell animation, where uh, John Goodman actually voiced Frosty once. Kind of took me out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Rudolph. uh, So, I mean, being that it's on all of our lists, how do you not, you know, how do you not have a place for that movie? 
or that. You that just TV smile special. when you think of it. I didn't smile as much last night as I anticipated that I would, but maybe because I knew we were going to talk about it. So I was like, oh, I need to take this in. But I said to Andy pre-show, I'm like, I, maybe it's because we haven't, I didn't watch it last year. What? And other years it's on, it's kind of like background because I've seen it so many times. But my God, is Santa ever a bastard in this show? <laughs> He's a mean old bugger. I've been a right bastard. You know, yeah, I, mean, I didn't way, realize that. Yeah, I mean, him and uh, the the chief elf—they're both like cut from the same cloth. Like they're uh, they're like our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation, where you know there was no qualms about like putting somebody down for their differences, and yeah. and they really—it's on the nose. Like you'll never fit in. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. You know. I don't want to say offensive, but on some level, offensive. Good grief! Well, there's that whole scene where uh, oh, Rudolph's dad's going out to look for him. and Donner. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the mom and Clarice are they're like, we'll go too. And he's like, no. Yeah. This is man's work. Man's work. I was work. surprised yeah. at that. I, yeah. <laughs> man's work. No. This is man's work. And then they went and did it anyway yeah. as strong women. <laughs> I think the appeal to that is the whole, you know, here's there's four of us sitting around a table you know, ostensibly talking to ourselves because we have no idea if anybody's ever going to hear this, right? I mean, how does does that not encapsulate the idea of the misfits? You know, that I mean, Rudolph was, a, you know, identified as a misfit. Hermie. Hermie, he identified as a misfit. And on some level, so is Yukon Cornelius, right? Because, you know, he's this louder, louder than life or larger than life character. Woohoo! At everything, right? Not greatest! Prospector in Lenore! So, I mean, these three, these three I kind of noticed last night, and I didn't watch for the through the whole movie, but sure. he's the only elf with hair. Hermie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got the blonde wave. The rest of them have right. just got the kind hats on, bald. no hair. Chief Chief Elf's got his, uh, his goatee, but... Yeah, but I mean hair. Oh, yeah, hair on his head. Yeah. Do you not think scene. that's because he was fabulous? Well, and I thought that was another distinction to make him different, right? right? To have sure. this flowing blonde little... You know? He's also, uh, I, I probably knew this, but I never really picked up on it. He's got round ears like a human, whereas the rest of the elves oh, have I didn't notice pointy that. ears. Yeah, he's got round ears. And he's wearing blue when everybody else is wearing green. Uh, no, they're all wearing blue. Sorry, it's the chief elf that's wearing green. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, but round ears and like you say, I didn't notice the ears. blonde wavy hair and uh, just not satisfied in my work. <laughs> Well, do you mind telling me what you want to do? <laughs> a dentist. A dentist? I want to be a dentist. <laughs> a dentist? Well, we need one up here. <laughs> I love all of that. Ah, well, such is the life of an elf. This episode of Fandom Power is brought to you in part by CollectorsPlatoon.ca. CollectorsPlatoon.ca, organizers of the annual Toronto Collectors Platoon Toy Show. Check out CollectorsPlatoon.ca, the Canadian home of Ian's display accessories, specializing in action figure stands for figures of all scales. Visit CollectorsPlatoon.ca today. Interestingly enough, there's a there's a, a solid Canadian connection to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Billy, uh, I can't think of her last name. The voice of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was actually a um, Canadian uh, lady, actually. And if you can remember her name, you're better than I am because I can't right now. But yeah. Hmm. And the fact that, you know, 
they pretty much, without saying it, the movie's in Canada because it's, you know, Yukon Cornelius in the Yukon. This is my land! This side of Hudson Bay! <laughs> He's my favorite character in the whole thing. August, thick as peanut butter! And he still, I mean, if Santa's a, and Donner are both real on-the-nose bastardish a-holes... He's not. He's the. He's immediately accepting of them, and you know, I get that's still kind of, that's still kind of special for me. That and like the whole the misfit toys thing, and hey, we're all misfits too. I just love, it. with the exception of like the 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 mean aspect of those two characters, the whole thing, just the visual style, the music, Burl Ives. My God, what a treat. Ah. I love this Christmassy time of year. Listening to him narrate and then for him to sing, like his singing of those songs in that in that TV special really sort of influenced the Christmas carols that I uh, enjoyed more as a kid. So when his stuff came on the radio or, you know, mom put a record on with the Christmas carols, I wanted to hear his songs because they're the ones that I knew the most. And and uh, was able to good. yeah, they really did. Yeah. So, yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Magnificent! TV special. For me? Yeah. My top three, they were ever-evolving, but... Uh, oh, well. Number one, Rudolph. Nice. Uh, number two, South Park, Mr. Hanky. Howdy-ho! <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. <laughs> and then honorable mentions to the SpongeBob Christmas and Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, those are all good so ones too. Muppet Family Christmas came up in my Facebook feed not too long ago. Somebody posted a photo, and I'm like, wait a minute, because I was thinking Muppet Christmas Carol, right? And I'm like, there was another one. There was. This it's, was a good one. It's on YouTube. Nice. So we went. Is I, it complete though? Yes. Well, I think it's complete. There's a version of it that got released on DVD and whatnot everywhere. Okay. But because they had lost the rights to Muppet Babies. This whole sequence is torn out of it. Is it animated? No, it's all... They're done as puppets. Done Muppets. Then that is the version that's on YouTube that I watched earlier this week. And that's the part that got me was I, I remember I remember that it existed because that opening scene where uh, Fozzie and Kermit are in the cab of the pickup truck and they're driving to Fozzie's mom's house and they got the electric mayhem and a few of the guys in the back of an open pickup truck in a snowstorm. This is the best idea we've had in years. But then they get there, and I, I didn't remember that. It's Has there been a, ever been another Jim Henson so. production that had everybody in it? I don't think so. And by everybody, I mean... Sesame Street Gang, the Fraggles. Yeah, the, all the Muppet Show and Muppet Babies. So, I mean, all the Jim Henson properties of the day. Well, Jim's in it, too. Yeah, yeah, well, he, yeah for sure he is. Mm-hmm does the dishes at the end of the he does with sprocket sprocket somebody's got to do something about these dishes sprocket come on i'll wash and you dry okay yeah 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 what a great show that was it was sorry andy what was your mr uh, uh south park mr hanky yeah mr hanky was my uh, number two oh. um what the hell is christmas poo season one episode nine originally aired december 17th 1997 and it's notable because it's the first episode in which kenny doesn't die Oh, wow. Is it because it was Christmas? It's because it was Christmas. Aww. See, the only like piece of trivia that I could even put out about that is it's a season one episode, so I know that that's back when they were still doing everything by hand, and it was paper cutouts. All those characters were done with paper. Hmm. Yeah. 
kind of like the stop be the stop motion of the yeah. day, right? Yep. Yeah. Two dimensional stop motion, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. He loves me and I love Christmas Poo. Mr. Hanky. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, <laughs> so wait, Kim, you just blew through your top three, right? I think so. Did you? Rudolph. Um, Rudolph sorry, was your my one. thing keeps updating. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Rudolph, the little drummer boy. Little drummer boy. Another Rankin Bass production, but I think little drummer boy. I think of that's you know it's the most um, religious. It is the most religious. Yeah. But I mean, it's a direct, like it literally follows the the verse of the the verses of the song. I think my great grandmother used to take me to Sunday school. Yeah. So I went to Sunday school every Sunday, obviously. And I don't know that one. Just I felt so bad for the little guy. I have no gift to bring. Yeah. I just fell in love with him and his little hard life, and I don't know. It's just special. Yeah. It's it's interesting, and I. I like all the the Rankin Bass stuff. My whole list is pretty much Rankin Bass, <laughs> so there's no surprise that I I like it. But again, that would probably be my my least favorite of them. And what was your other one? Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Which is just a fun one. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. I love Peanuts. I love the Peanuts gang. I love everything about them. I love Charles Schultz. I think he was a, a genius. You know, I mean. Uh, Man, even uh, I was oh, I was so excited when they got a, a feature film, you know, all of those Christmas special, all those holiday specials. Uh, I mean, I, I love all of them. A special for every holiday. There really mm-hmm. is, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then even the ones that didn't revolve around the holiday. There was that one where they went to um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. You don't see it as often, but they went to summer camp. Hmm. Can't remember that. It was like a girls' camp and a boys' camp, and it was just it was pretty cool. Hmm. We just saw the uh, the Peanuts holiday collection today. Was it a Blu-ray? I don't know. Probably. But it was in this like awesome like clear plastic slipcover, and inside was a three-dimensional doghouse with a like Snoopy figurine, and then of course the movies was were inside the doghouse. I guess the doghouse was the right dimensions for the Blu-ray case. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, where are we at? I guess I guess I should uh, maybe look at Scotty. I think. I guess so. Yeah. So um, the the classic, the Grinch, oh, that good stole, one. steals Christmas. I must stop Christmas from coming. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Santa Claus comes to town. Is oh, coming oh, to town. Santa Claus mm-hmm. coming to town. Um, but yeah, the, you know what? In everything that's been redone with the Grinch, I'm still the original. You're a mean one. one. Yeah, I think right. They really tried to flesh it out and give a lot of backstory, and I, I, I didn't know. mind the Jim Carrey take on it. Well, there's that new one that's out now. Yeah, the we uh, tried to watch it the other day, and I just could not. Benedict Cumberbatch. No. Is that who voices him? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't place Doctor it. Strange as the Grinch. Right. What is it? Benedict Cucumber Patch? Something what? like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the the original, and you know, it it just again same thing, very uh, reminiscent of my childhood, and that was the one that uh, left the lasting impression, right? Versus everything else that's come after isn't mine, right? Right. That makes sense. I think that um, one Doctor Seuss's writing is just it's untouchable. 
you know, you, you can't compete with that on that level. And Boris Karloff, mm -hmm. like famed horror actor, Boris Karloff is the narrator again, much like Rudolph. It's just, and you say, Scott, it's, you associate it so much with that particular time in your life that nothing else compares to it. Yeah. Right. I feel the same way about it too. Oh, I had a, <laughs> this one I picked, I caught this one later on in life and I, I think we watched it last year. It's another one that you can find on YouTube. It's kind of funny. It's a uh, Robbie the reindeer hooves of fire. It must be the last of some rare and endangered species. Cool. Let's kill it. Uh, and if you've not seen this thing, it's a British production. So it's got that sort of British wit to it, but it's, it's done in the same style as like Wallace and Gromit. Or like Chicken Run. Right. So claymation. So, yeah. Also yeah. a form of stop motion, I guess. But, uh, yeah, claymation. And Robbie is like Rudolph's son. Hello. Call me Robbie. Because I am. <laughs> and he just has this. It's this. It's Rudolph's story all over again. But it's now Robbie's turn to live up to the old man. And he's clumsy and, and kind of goofy in a bean kind of way. But the, the reindeer games are done like Olympic games, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I, I recommend it. You can actually get it on, uh, when it aired, it aired on the CBC, I think back in, uh, oh my gosh, it'd be the early 2000s, with an all uh, Western uh, voiceover cast. But when you look it up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's all British voice acted. It's, it doesn't take away from it, in fact. I think it's probably better that way. I didn't like that one. You didn't like it? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Any problems, come and see me. If you don't have any problems, see me anyway. <laughs> That's okay. Well, did we get everybody's? We did. Holy cow. Uh, and th those lists, I think, of films and TV, we all agree, like, the they could have been it could two still or keep three growing. Well, that's 100%. just it, right? I mean, there's 100%. so many more. Just in the Rankin-Bass stuff alone, I mean, there's... There's a what half a dozen or more, the Jack Frosts and the Frosty the Snowman. Oh, Jack Frost. Yeah, Shiny yes. New Year. What's the one with the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, a Frost. Ru Rudolph and the Baby New Year. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I haven't thought of that one in What's forever. What's the? Is it Santa Claus is coming to town with the the uh, the Meister Burger Burgermeister? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a mean old grouch of a fellow who was known as burgermeister meister burger and his uh clockwork steam-powered oh, horse my goodness, yeah. yes. oh great but stuff. yeah there's a whole like subset through those that mm -hmm. like right if you piece it all together it's quite the it's the original mcu yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> mickey rooney is santa claus he was much nicer than rudolph <laughs> oh yes, that's so was. true you're right yeah, you're right. Oh, Mickey Rooney. Not call myself Kringle. What other name would suit me? And just cool just a little throughout um because Michelle didn't make it tonight, but uh, we're also forgetting about all those Hallmark. Michelle's not. She's probably yes. watching them right now. She might be. Um, she should be here for that. She is a Hallmark Christmas girl, mm -hmm. 365 days a year. Yeah. And even if they all follow the same premise <laughs> and all end the same way, she loves each and every one. We've had this conversation. I think I, I even made a joke at Michelle about how that's, it's one movie with, you know, 600 different actors. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, you know what? They, they're being successful. They have an entire channel. How can that be wrong? That's right. Yeah. But, Unless uh, you're a Lori Laughlin fan, in which case you're out of luck. <laughs> but uh, 
And you, you know what? And as is you know, we picked a lot of stuff that was sort of classic. Yeah. Uh, on the TV, and really nowadays, I would tell you, right? You in looking for a few of these to look at, right? Um, Amazon's got a Christmas collection tab. Uh, yeah. Netflix has got a you know tab, and with lots of original content, right? There's a started watching. A cartoon one, I think it was just called Claws, and it was sort of this whole thing. Um, is that the one with the mailman? It is. Yeah, that's a Netflix movie. Yeah, and yeah. It, it actually the first little bit that I got to watch wasn't actually that bad. We were watching. I think it um, came out last year. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Last year. What I did, think I've seen that. One. What did we just re? Oh, we just rewatched all three in the same day. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Right. It actually holds up. It was pretty cool. This the second one. Have you, you've, you've all seen yeah. that? Yes. So in the second one, when they're at the North Pole and there's a meeting of the legendaries. On behalf of the entire Council of Legendary Figures, I'd like to thank you. For- the Legendary Council. Anybody else remember the animated movie that came out a couple of years ago where it's all of them yes. and they're like superheroes? I do remember that. I couldn't tell you what it's called, but. Isn't it called Legendaries? Maybe. Maybe. Or the Guardians or Guardians, something? Guardians. That's right. The Guardians. Guardians. Is that inspired by any chance? Who knows? But I just thought, like, oh, yeah, the Easter Bunny's there, Santa Claus. Cupid. Cupid. Sandman. Yeah, Sandman, Father Time, Mother Jack Nature. Frost. Jack Frost. They're all, yeah. you know, in this legendary council of, uh, of peoples. Apparently, they're yeah. going to be making another one. Which one? The Santa, Santa Claus? Claus? I did see a thing. So I, I said this to mm-hmm. Kim about there was a picture I'd seen with Tim Allen, and it looked like he was growing his facial hair out. Maybe. Which I find kind of odd because um, it's all prosthesis in those movies, right? Some are, some aren't. Like Kurt Russell, he grew his own beard out and oh, his hair. Man, out. I would die to be like. Able I'm to sure grow there were some like extensions that. in there. Sure, but I remember seeing pictures in his normal light, like in yeah, and he's grown it out. I know the guy. I would kill to have that man's hairline, but if I could grow hair like that, I'd have an awesome beard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of our visual portion of the show. <laughs> Unless there's any more you guys want to talk about. Unless I can throw can... some more honorable mentions out there. You've got like a yard arms list of them. I know. Uh, movie wise. Yeah, go for it. One I can't. Uh, this is a personal one for me. Yeah. Everybody else hates it. Is Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's a cute movie. I don't know if I saw. I, I know I've seen a couple of the Ernest movies. I think maybe I stopped when Ernest joined the army. Oh. Over. I just, you know, like I still think of him as the uh, as the TV commercial guy, and I, yep. you know what, I can't even tell you what he was advertising now. No, what I mean? Was it insurance? <laughs> was it an insurance commercial? What was it? I couldn't tell you. Well, this is it. Like, I mean, that guy transcended whatever his character transcended what its original form to become this, yeah, this huge, you know, thing. Uh, Ernest, Ernest saves Christmas. So, what does he like? Take the Santa role or? No, actually, Santa shows up uh, to help out a young girl. Yeah. And she inadvertently steals his magic sack. <laughs> and Ernest takes her home. and she Magic just, sack, you say? Yes. Uh, she reaches into that sack and just starts pulling presents <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but because he doesn't have it, everybody's calling Santa Claus nuts and yeah. he gets hauled off to jail. But Ernest then steps in, and they go and rescue Santa and sure, get the reindeer sure. and get everything on track. But uh, 
they take a twist on it because Santa has a limited amount of uh, magic. Yes. So he has to pass it to a new person every now and again. Right. To keep the magic going. And that's what he is there for. See what I mean about mm. these ideas not being new or not be like they're the same thing happened in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen when he took the coat off. I think that's with every genre. He had a limited amount of magic that he could he could still like throw some Christmas magic there even though he wasn't, you know, or maybe it's because he was still technically Santa at that point. Totally off topic, but it's the same as, like, say, vampires, right? Like, wow. vampires, the lore of it has changed over movie, movie a little bit, but the basis is always the same. My same vamp- with Christmas. Santa can only do, you know, My vampires so don't much. sparkle. Well, that's the variation, right? Oh, and talk about uh, Santa being the, going back to the Guardians thing and, and them being superheroes. You cannot tell me that Santa is not the most badass wizard on the planet uh, when he shows up in uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Santa's in Chronicles of Narnia? Oh, yes, he is. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. What? What? It's in only, what, 15 years old? Probably. In the movie or the book? Well, let's... Uh... I would assume both. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the movie, and I don't remember. Uh... While you doing a Google... The Chronicles of Narnia, Santa Claus. <laughs> a Google search. Um, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Another good one. Eureka! Amazing. And whether that's a Halloween movie or... A both. A both. It's kind of both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do a really good job, I think. Um, yeah. This year, Christmas will be ours! Yeah, Santa Claus shows up in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as Father Christmas. He actually, he, uh, oh my God, what does he do? In fact, there's a picture of him. It's the same guy that played uh, the original. Um, oh, I remember now. Yes, he does. He's <laughs> funny now looking at him. He's the, the original um, captain of the Night Watch. <laughs> yeah, Father Christmas. I've come at last. She's kept me out for a long time, but I have got in at last. Aslan is on the move. The witch's magic is weakening. Long live Aslan. Yeah, Father Christmas in chapter 10. Right, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, I always thought of like, especially being a, as a pop culture nerd and, and liking things like Dungeons and Dragons and all that fantasy stuff. Like we've always joked about, you know, Santa Claus and the elves. And it's like, oh, if I was to riff on this, what would I do? And, you know, doing Santa Claus as like a, a badass didn't occur to me until much later on. But then to see him in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, like, oh, yeah. Of well, course you, he is. You even think that episode of The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. When Leonard does the Christmas adventure. Right. And it's it's all yeah. Oh ho ho, you big dork! Which is cool, right? And there, there's a lot of things, and I mean, there's a ton of lore. Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. about Christmas in general that you can dig into, right? Yeah. Exactly. Fantastical beasts that can fly, mm-hmm. and oh, of course, you know, yeah. time travel. Yeah. And, yeah. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. Elementals and wizards, and his name is Krampus. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. I just had this thought. I was thinking about uh, as, as the stuff just keeps coming up, right? Because, like I say, there's a there's this endless list if we if we really keep going. But uh, it just occurred to me one of the other ones I loved as a kid. You got did you guys catch um, Yogi's First Christmas? Yes, mm-hmm. loved Yogi's First Christmas because they broke it up over five nights or four nights, so you had to stay up every night uh, was to that watch it all with the crazy man in the mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You mean? Uh, I woke up in time for Christmas. I love that one. Wasn't that Herman the Hermit? It was. Is that his name, Herman? Herman the Hermit? Herman? Herman. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I have it on, it's on one of our DVDs at home, so I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Yeah. Watching Rudolph the other night, I kind of giggled because Yukon Cornelius. 
Yeah. Made licking an axe cool before okay, Miley so, Cyrus. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? There's a, you can find it on YouTube and, and you can find it on, on the internet, but there's actually a, a small list of like original script ideas and things that were changed for, mm-hmm. the, for the broadcast. Originally, so why he licks his, huh? Right. To taste. Right. Because he, he drops it in the ground and he's like, oh, nothing. Nothing. Yukon originally in the original version, and that you can find the cutscene, was actually prospecting for peppermint, and that's why he licks the axe. I'm pretty sure that's in the movie. Mm, I think it's later on though. But he explains it. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Um. There's a cutscene though with him licking it, where it's either he either gets peppermint or he, but he says like specifically no peppermint or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I yeah, he was looking for gold. That's yeah, what I thought gold. too, but. Um, peppermint. Yeah, peppermint. Which makes sense. At least you'd t- be able to taste it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where else? What else we got here? Any more movies or uh, TV specials we want to throw out there before we move on? Oh, there's lots of them. Oh, my gosh. Santa Jaws, if you want some Christmas cheese. Oh, boy. Not um, that I know any, but do you guys have one-liners and we can try and guess what it's from? Not this guy, but the guy <laughs> across the table is all about one-liners. Uh, Christmas one-liners? Sure. I'm not good at it, but... Jitter's fault. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's that We've one. come unprepared. I guess so. Well, that's we should have talked about that ahead we of time. Should've... And then you could have... Uh, that would have been fun. Dragged her out. We could have written some down. Mm-hmm. Merry I Christmas, movie was... house. Oh, you got me on that one. That's familiar. It's my number one choice, so. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. Wonderful life. Merry Christmas, movie house! Yeah. Uh, wow, what have I got? Have I got anything? Happy birthday. <laughs> That's frosty. a frosty. Yeah. yeah. Happy mm-hmm. birthday! I don't know. Those ones I like a lot. Because mm-hmm. I do impressions of them all year round, maybe. <laughs> Electric sex glowing in the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, Christmas story, right? That's yeah. the yeah. the uh, the shapely leg lamp, the major award. But it's a major award. Yeah. Oh my You'll god! You'll shoot and your eye out. Still yeah. so popular. Like, you can still buy that lamp. Oh, uh, we can so, still get it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. So flyer. what? The four years we've been in business, and and those are, that popular. comes around every year and gets sold out in two scales. You can get it in like one third scale, or we can. We've actually last year haven't seen it this year. Last year, it was offered in one-to-one scale, a real working lamp. It's amazing. I don't know what you'd do with it other than to put it in your front window, like, at Christmas. But then, you know, do you pack it up and put it away? Or Somebody do you, who oh, loves who Christmas. it up all year yeah. round. That's oh. the, yeah, that would be the type, like, that's, yeah. as a gift, I would give it to somebody who's like, oh, you know, that's my thing. You um, get one for Scott. It's his favorite movie. Fragile. It must be Italian. Yeah, but is it your thing? Christmas is not my thing. So, there you go. All right. I think we've beat that one. Let's move on. All right. You're listening to Fandom Power. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Christmas carols. And I thought we'd start with the traditional ones. And by traditional... We kind of argued this a little bit, uh, Andy, about what we consider to be traditional. So I think we we said like Elvis and Bing Crosby and those guys, like the, the crooners of the day, mm. that counts. 
uh, in terms of traditional. So I don't know. Do you want to start? Oh, go ahead. Scott. I agree. Like, right. If, yeah. if, no matter who it is, if they're singing a Christmas carol. Yeah. Even an untraditional artist singing a traditional Christmas song is still a traditional Christmas carol. I think it comes for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that with a small but. And my small but is when you fundamentally change the arrangement of the song where it doesn't, it, it's not. Right. That to me is like, what? No. All of a sudden when it's death metal and it's like, <laughs> I'll come ye faithful. <laughs> I don't know. Jack Black just put out a new one of, uh, what was it? Oh, Silent, Silent Night. Night. Yeah. And it's like a heavy metal thrasher. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty entertaining. What did you expect from, uh, oh my God. Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love them. Silent Night. <laughs> Holy Night. They're so good. I guess I'll start this round and uh, I... Again, like just like our movies and TV shows, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that could come up for me that uh, that didn't. But I, I went with so my top two, and no surprise, my top two are "O Come All Ye Faithful" slash "Adesta Fidela," depending on what language you're listening it to. O come, all ye faithful. And my number two is "O Christmas Tree." Or O Tannenbaum, depending on what language you're listening to. And I mean, there could have been other ones in there. My last, my third one, O Holy Night, it could have easily been number one. Any of these could have been my number one, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I love them. I actually prefer the first two in one, uh, what, I guess, Adeste Fidela is what? Italian? Spanish? No, it's Italian, I think. If you're saying it, you should know. I don't. That's the thing. I actually find them better in a foreign language. To me, it sounds more like it's they're totally operatic. And I have no appreciation for opera, but like when Pavarotti sings Adesta Fidela, I'm completely locked in. Oh, he's a beautiful singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, the origins of O Christmas Tree are right out of O Tannenbaum. So like to hear it in German and German is like a hard language too when people are speaking it. Like it's very angry. Yeah. So very angry. For it to come across in this beautiful I don't know, it's just it's beautiful. Did you see Hitler perform it on South Park? Uh, <laughs> no. They did do that one. Oh <laughs> Why is it Hitler's come up in our show twice this I week? don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's burning in hell and Satan comes up, oh, what's the matter? Don't you have a Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Wundadenbaum. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, That's awesome. if it was Hitler as played by Taika Waititi, I would be down for it. <laughs> Go see oh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Jojo Rabbit for the win if you've never seen it. And no, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's still good. <laughs> Anybody do Christmas caroling as as kids? We went out. Did you? Yeah. Your family yeah, or did you go too. with the bigger group? Church. Church group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. I'd been caroled before the people came to our house, but I'd never been caroling. So how many songs until you shut the door in their face? How many do I think you should <laughs> stick around for? Whatever. I think it's a kind of a, like, you got to sort of, you're kind of, you're sussing each other out. It's this reciprocal relationship, is it not? Like, you're going to get one for sure. Right. Two, if I'm feeling pretty good about it. Third, you're probably like, 
Okay, I can shut the door now. Yeah. So, Matt, are you raised in a barn? Shut the door. Yeah, you're letting all the hot air out. Okay, so someone who's, as a caroler, what's the, what was your average? I don't even know. Don't I don't even anything. remember. I remember it was cold and I didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> How many of the songs did you not know the lyrics to and you just hummed it anyway? Uh, I think they gave us words on paper. Gave lyric sheets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. No That's excuses. Me. I know choruses to some of these things, but like right, you sing extra hard on the words. You oh know. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, making up for lost words. Yeah, Georgia still—that's me on any song, and she's like, "You know, you're singing that wrong," and I'm like, "Sounds right to me." <laughs> that's what I said. To, I no secret. I sing in the car. I sing in the shower. Those are my my two biggest places for singing. And uh, you know, we'll be driving down the road, and I'll stick my hand in front of Kim's face like it's a microphone, like oh. go, and she does this like <laughs> clams right up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's intimidating. <laughs> Take it, Russ. He's like, I don't know the words. I'm like, neither do I. I just sing whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it works for Christmas carols too. There you go. <laughs> what about you guys? What's your uh, what's your favorites? I was uh, Silent Night. Silent Night. Me too. Cool. Uh, Little Drummer Boy. And then, uh, don't they know it's Christmas? It's Christmas time. Mm, that's a good one. By Band-Aid. As your traditional. Oh, yeah, I threw it in there. It's old enough. Because it my, uh, my, uh, yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. It was to me. So it's, uh, my untraditionals yeah. are untraditional. Like they're way out there? I believe so. Oh, see, that's funny because, uh, Band-Aid made my non-traditional right. list. So when we talk about Band-Aid, are we talking about the original yep. original Band-Aid yeah. or the redo no, that came out? No, the original. So what's yeah. that, like 80s? Yes. 85? Right? Michael Jackson and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts out with, uh, I think actually, if I, if I hum the song in my head, I could probably name the first three or four people. It starts with Paul Young. Everybody's in it. Paul Young. Lionel Sa- Richie. Uh, yeah, yes, he's in he's there. there. Simon Le Bon is in there. George uh, Michael's in there. Everybody's in there. Uh, every one of the day. Yeah. Um, now, did that come before? What was the big USA for Africa song that uh, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson wrote? We Are the World. That's the mm-hmm. one. Now, did Band-Aid come pre or post that? I think We Are the World, I think, was the catalyst for all those because then the Band-Aid song came in. And then there was the Canadian, the Canadian one, which actually is pretty good. Do they know it's uh, Do they know it's Christmas? Did I say that right? No, I didn't. Do they? I don't know. I can't even remember. Do they know it's Christmas? No, that's the one we're talking about. The Canadian one is. Oh my lord! Feed the world. Uh, tears are not enough. That's what it's called. There you go. I had to sing it in my head a few times before I got to the cl- the chorus, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, heaven knows, tears are not enough. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, what about you, Kim? I picked Silent Night as my first one. Nice. I love that one. Baby, it's cold outside. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Uh, and I know it's been controversial lately, but it's still an awesome song. W- uh, which artist? I like any version, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I know the, there's one that I associate. I can't tell you what her name is, but it's a lady singing it. Well, it's a, it's supposed to be. It's a man and a woman. It's a duet. Yeah. Okay. Right. Normally. It's an older version, but that's the one I think of as being the 
the right the original yeah i don't know who sang the original that, i should have done my research i don't even but, know if that's the right way to say it. the right one yeah i don't know and oh come all ye faithful is my third oh, i should have see that could have been on my list too mm-hmm. i thought it was oh wait it is on my list it's number I'm pretty th- sure you stole no, it's it from not. me oh yeah it was my number one yeah you're the foreign one. version though oh my yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> i'm the foreign language version of all of these but you don't know which language oh it's funny you know we don't listen to a lot of christmas carols at our house but yet you know i still have a lot of fond memories of i don't know i found some well we stream everything some radio stations that have been playing all christmas, christmas all day so i put that on when i work because I, I work from the house right bought I don't remember what year it came out. Uh, actually, I'll save it because we still got to get through Andy's choices. Did we get through yours? Not yet. Okay, let's do it. Okay. What do you got? Number one, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas be- by Bing Crosby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, yes, anything yeah. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Originally written in 1951 by Meredith Wilson. Recorded originally by Perry Como. Oh, wow. Ooh, Perry Como. And he did it in September of 1951, whereas Bing came out October 1st, 1951. Oh, wow. So it's been re-recorded a bunch of times since, but uh, yeah. Hasn't everything we've talked about, though? Yeah, maybe. But the Bing Crosby is the one for me. Okay. Yeah. My number two is Blue Christmas by Elvis. so much christmas mm-hmm. you know what i think my mom loved elvis so by extension i had some appreciation for it but that yeah blue christmas is a good one and then jingle bells no particular version jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way no particular version of be it the cats bells. and dogs or <sighs> anyone no, else no no not that one <laughs> <laughs> I saw a cute one the other day that um, maybe it was you that posted it, and it was like, "No Batman, Robin did not lay an egg," <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like all those. Oh, that's that cute. Really that's didn't happen. Cute. Yeah, the Joker did not get away. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that brings us into our uh, non-traditional Christmas music. Maybe I flubbed this because the first one that I uh, picked was, is actually, I guess, technically now by the standards that we've established is a traditional Christmas song, but uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home, the U2 version, which I, I really like, you know, it's a, you know, one of those songs that tells a story and it's a typical Christmas story, right? Where, you know man and woman or or couple is apart and you know the the singer wants that person to you know to come home and so that they're not alone for christmas and i think that's something that we can all relate to i know i know i can as being the person who is away for in a foreign country for two christmases mm-hmm. <laughs> i know what it's like to want to be home with your loved ones so and plus it's you too and i just you know the older i get the more I appreciate U2 as a band and, and their relevancy and and how they've been able to, you know, just stay at the forefront of popular music for, you know, the longevity that they've had. Yes. Number two is 
Band-Aid, do they know it's Christmas time? Or do they know it's Christmas? And my last one, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo 1224 by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Because it rocks in a metalish kind of way. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was just on the radio on the way down. Was it? Oh, it was. I totally missed it. It's awesome, though. Anything by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, to be honest with you, is, is pretty cool. So, Yeah. Who wants to go next? So, uh, Don't Shoot Santa by the Killers. Like Killers from Australia Killers? Yep. Don't shoot me Santa I've been a clean boy. Cool. And uh, it's a good little video, too. It's a little story. Santa ends up being like a little bit of an axe murderer. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, it's good. It, uh, as I say, um, it definitely is a Christmas song, um, just not very traditional. And then my other one was uh, Won't Be Home for Christmas, uh, Blink-182. I won't be home, I won't be home for Christmas. <laughs> Which, right, they're a very tongue-in-cheek kind of band, but they do touch on some social issues. And I listened to it a couple times, and I think it's sort of that uh, aspect of... Uh, you know, a lot of stress in the world and a lot of, you know, sad people. And sometimes not everybody gets home for Christmas. Yeah. So, but it has their little uh, tweak to it for sure. Cool. Well, to be honest, I didn't pick any in this category because one, I love everything. But two, I'm not big on like bands. Like you guys can like hear a song. Oh, this is this band and that's that band. I don't know. Right? Like, it's just... Yeah, I'm looking at the note you sent. I like them all. <laughs> well, I do, right? If, like, I could hear a song go, oh, I really like this. And you're like, do you know who it is? And I'm like, no. Unless it's, like, a band I already know of. Sure. But, yeah. It's Christmas. I like it. It's good. I haven't found any, nothing resonating with ones I don't like. Do you My, know what I mean? Miles Kennedy, if you're listening. Kim is waiting oh. for your Christmas record. Please, Miles. Please, please, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or just come sing Starlight and I'll be happy. That's my favorite song. You're right, though. There's a million non-traditional. I think it's kind of one of those things that like most artists at some point will attempt either, you know, whether the record label says do this or whether they decide that, you know, you know, when you just kind of throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And I mean, I bought the the Twisted Christmas uh, CD uh, that Twisted Sister put out. I have And, uh, you know, that's my genre of music. So no surprise that a lot of the stuff that's on there, you know, in a tongue in cheek kind of way, I like it. But, um, yeah. It was hard for me. It was just a hard thing to come down to, to pick, three. Yeah. yeah. As we said, right? A Christmas carol sung by anyone. It's still it's a Christmas, Christmas carol. carol. Yeah. A Christmas carol sung by a band that you like becomes possibly your favorite version Maybe. of that. Yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. It does. But I would say, like, a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, Andy, like with, um, was it Crosby? Bing yeah, that Crosby. was my traditional song. I mean, as soon as you said Bing Crosby, it's like, of course, Bing Crosby. Like, our house, I mean, mm-hmm. played a lot of records, a lot of vinyl, and I think that's kind of the bulk of our, that and, uh, oh my God, what was that? My parents used to play the Alabama Christmas record. Thistle hair, the Christmas bear. Oh, thistle hair, the Christmas bear. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Huh. My mom yeah. almost used to play that uh, 
Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers one. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Constantly. Uh, oh, my Lord. I can hear it. I'll be home with bells on. Trim the tree and wrap the presents. Turn the Christmas music on. I'll be home, I'll with, be bells home on. with bells on. Yeah. <laughs> now the children. My God, they were, but they were such a phenomena, though, like in that, that period of the late 1970s, the early 1980s, where they, the two of them could do no wrong. So mm -hmm, no surprise mm -hmm. that they were going to get together and do she something. She just sang something with Pentatox, if I'm saying that right. Pentatonics? That's it. She's also got a brand new Christmas movie oh, where right. she plays like an angel or something. Yeah, but what's the band that she just sang with? The one Wes said that I can't pronounce. Oh. Pen Pentatonics. It's the, um, what is it when they're, it's not Barbershop, it's... Four-part like, harmony? Four-part harmony. Really? So, right? No no instrument. Acapella. Acapella. Uh, there you go. Acapella. Yes, sorry. And, right, the one guy kind of beats out on his, like, you know, just his, the bass That's would be, cool. yeah. And they do a very nice job. That's pretty cool. What's yours, Andy? In no particular order, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Nice. Uh, 12 Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. Oh, oh my nice. God. Nice. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And Santa's going to kick your ass by the arrogant worms. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's coming and he's going to kick your ass because you've always been a rotten little brat. I didn't even know that the arrogant worms were a thing until 2004 when I met a friend of mine through the military who was a huge arrogant worms fan and I found them by accident. Yeah, I they think a lot the of people bin do. At, uh, one of the music stores. <laughs> uh, and it was like, oh, Christmas turkey. Ah, give it a shot. The Arrogant Worms, to me, like if you were to equate them to, would be like the musical version of the Kids in the Hall. You know, if oh, you I had love to. Kids in the Hall. Yeah, the, just this like real wacky. They, I think on some level, maybe they share some stuff with, uh, what was... Um, Oh my God! What's his name's college band? The guy uh, that hit out in Minden for Gian's college band, Gian Gomeshi's band. Not, uh, not you, butthole surfers. No, you know who I'm talking about, though. <laughs> it was popular. Yeah, it was so popular we can't remember who they yeah. were. Uh, but they were they were a big college band. Oh, they, I know, I know. They have the same similar kind of sound to them, where it's um, oh my God. Yep. Who's got the Google machine going? Yeah. <laughs> Insert song here. Yeah. Reluctant to find he's stuck in the 90s. Moxie Fruvis. Moxie Fruvis, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that. Um, it's amazing how bad you can butcher somebody's name and still get an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So. Now, you mellowed a little bit uh, from your first couple of choices. Yeah, I, I put those down in the honorable mention category. Yeah, you were a little more hardcore, a little wasn't more hip-hop. There wasn't was, there, there was an NWA choice in there originally? Uh, easy E's. Easy Merry E, Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Merry motherfucking Christmas. And it's funny, when you listen to and I, I tried to listen to uh, a few pieces of everybody's alternative. Of their stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can play that in front of my mother. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I was gonna say um, stuff you can't, stuff you wouldn't do it in front of your parents. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, but right, it's funny because right, same thing. He's just singing 
his mindset of what Christmas is all about, right? Kind of, you know. Storytelling. Yeah, and, you know, dropping down the collard greens. Yep. And then yeah. the other one was Merry Fucking Christmas by Mr. Garrison from South Park. Merry fucking Christmas to you. That South- one I have played in front of my mother. South Park has made your list in two categories. It has. That's impressive. They're festive. So any other, like, Christmas traditions you guys do other than watching TV sh- well, movies? Like, just for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right? Other things you do? Well... When we uh, sit down for dinner, I usually put candles on the table for everyone who's passed, and we take turns to light a candle in honor of that person who's passed. We say their name and think of them, and oh, so it's not uh, not a drawn out there, but it's just a little yeah. for the family members that aren't with us anymore. That's going to be hard for me this year. It will be. Yeah, it's been hard today already. I know. <laughs> But that's one thing uh, we do just at Christmas. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something maybe a little more fun, but... Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm still going to say something more fun. Uh, although not fun this year because COVID has put a, a wrench into my into my punch bowl. Damn you! As it were, but uh, since Kim and I have been together and we've been trying to broaden our uh, social circle, we've taken to throwing a, a Christmas party the last few years. And so at our Christmas party, I've been able to share one of the one of my military traditions with my friends who maybe have not experienced this before so i take extreme pride in being able to make a very large punch bowl of moose milk which i happily serve to my guests excessively when they come over for our christmas party that looks like this year might be the christmas party of 4 <laughs> it'll be a little <laughs> because bit of our bubble yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, have to make a smaller batch of it. That's my Christmas tradition right now is uh, moose milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy your Christmas uh, tradition. Yeah. Bottom. It <laughs> is. It, it's very good. It's, yeah. Uh, and I would tell you there's nothing else like it uh, <laughs> that's been introduced <laughs> to me anywhere for sure. It's so. liquid fire with an ice cream chaser. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> if it was any other time of the year and you told somebody what you were drinking, they would probably tell you that's not safe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole mixing of dairy and liquor like that. But two years, three years running now. And uh, it's very good. I've <laughs> that first year, me, Rob and Mark, I think pretty much drank the majority of the bowl. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Well, in both something? years, like it's gone. Like, yeah, there's nothing there hasn't left, been right? anything left. Although the first year. <laughs> Funny story, for those of you who've never had moose milk before, there's um, calls for vanilla ice cream. And, of course, we have a, a premium. We have a very uh, renowned dairy here in Bob Cajun, the Kawartha Dairy, if you've never had it before. and so You're we, eating your ice yeah, cream wrong. That's right. Yes, that's, that's right. There's hands down, anywhere else, you're, it's a lie. Just <laughs> come here and get it. Or go to your dairy the closest that you can where they sell it because you will not regret the product. So... We went out and we bought the ice cream, Korth Dairy ice cream. It's a liter of vanilla ice cream. And into the bowl it goes. And over time, it, it, it warms up, you know, as, the, as the, the mixture gets mixed and, and it gets drank. And several glasses into it, our friend Mark dips his cup in. Because by now, we're not using the ladle anymore. We're literally just <laughs> into it with our cups, right? Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. The dairy 
uses real vanilla. So the the bean the bean. So when it's ground up, it's like there's small little black, black spots. <laughs> He's, he freaked out. He goes to take the sip, sees the bottom of the cup. Oh my god! <laughs> what is in this? Uh, that's the vanilla, Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> the way he goes, but yeah, yeah, good that's stuff. Funny. What about you, Scott? You gonna? Um, we've been sort of trying to. As again, not as a huge Christmas guy. Yeah. Slowly been trying to like insert some tradition. Um, Make some new ones. Yeah, right. Um, so, right, we try to do one gift uh, Christmas Eve, try to get everybody to the house. Um, just little things like that. Um, but I mean, traditionally, it's been, um, you know, uh, we go to Michelle's parents on Christmas Day and then. Try to work in everyone else's schedule um, <laughs> to fit the rest of the family in, and uh, this will be a year that we're not fitting everybody in. So yeah, yeah, which you know what, it's okay, and we'll surely Skype or talk or text mm-hmm. and things like that, and then we'll catch up with everybody. That was we had a big heartfelt conversation with my mother that uh, the uh, the envelopes will be sent in a giant Manila envelope <laughs> this year, and I'll I'll dole them out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's what uh, eight, any great grandma gets to uh, when she, uh, what do the kids want? And it's like, cash and gift cards, mom. Cash yeah. and yeah. gift cards. Yeah. Um, Save yourself the aggravation. Right. Um, I still remember, like, right, that was a big uh, switch for us. I don't even know when my grandpa started it. And all of a sudden, like, we never got cash, really, um as a gift, right? And then all of a sudden on the Christmas tree one year, there's these envelopes for all the grandkids with our names on them. We're like, well, what are those? And we open them up and they, you know, everyone got a check. And we're like, is grandpa okay? Oh, really? <laughs> and I'm like, because right all of a sudden it looked to, to, to us, it felt like he was liquidating. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just think he got to that point in his life where he's like, well, you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. And... I've got everything I want, mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of I'll start doling it out, spread and, it around. Yeah, and I mean, right? You know, f- for us, I mean, it was you know, you did a lot of cool things with that uh, money. Some of us invested it, some of us spent it, and uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, that's always uh, it's always cool, right? So that is cool. I gotta tell you, getting out of the military, <laughs> I don't have to travel anymore, and God damn it, do I ever like that. <laughs> Not a lot of traveling around my holiday period. It hasn't been for a few years now, and I don't miss it at all. Well, I think if we had younger kids, it would be oh, would. still an issue, right? The travel? So, mm-hmm. But you when, well, when you have little ones, everyone wants to see them, right? You know what, though? And I'm, I'm slowly becoming a, a firmer believer in, man, people should travel to see that child. That's right. Versus, versus and I mean... I don't know. I remember the last year we drove to, to Bowmanville to see my parents for a, a whopping five hours and we fought against traffic and a snowstorm and Both ice. Ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we, why are we doing this? Yeah. And you know, and they're not driving as much anymore, but it's like, man, we can go down and see them anytime. And I mean, right. It's nice to go see Christmas, but yeah. Yeah. Like, why are we endangering, you know, the kids no, and I the, agree. yeah, and it's like all this travel time. And I think the first year we had Brandon, so I mean like 22 years ago, and he's a December baby. Mm-hmm. And we took him 
everywhere. And he ended up getting sick. Right. And I think after that, we really kind of put the reins on it and like, you know what? We don't need to, to go everywhere with mm-hmm. this child. If you want to see him. You come to us. Yeah. yeah. We had, um, well, when my kids were younger, I was married to my first husband. It was hard, like you said, right? Like all over. So we made the decision to alternate right. the Christmases. One year would be his family. The next year would be mine. Like we'd see everyone, but just at Christmas, it was one family to another. And this one particular Christmas, my grandmother wasn't doing very well. So I got a lot of pressure from my side. Because it wasn't your their year. It wasn't their year. And this might have been my grandmother's last Christmas. So there was a lot of pressure. So we end. So my first husband and I, we were fighting because it's, you know, changing plans. And his family was upset because we chose to split it up. Right. To appease everyone. His family lived in Owen Sound. My family lived in Lakefield. And like you said, traveling in a snowstorm. By the time we got to my grandparents, they had already started dinner. We had to eat our Christmas dinner out of Tupperware dishes. I went, that's it. No more. And we stopped it after that. But it's a lot of pressure. You're right. And they should go. Yeah, I guess my earlier comment doesn't make any sense now that I think about it. No, but I say it as as a guilty pleasure because I guess if our granddaughter didn't come down... Which I hope, right? <laughs> Better damn well come down. You'd have to go get her. I well, that's it, right? But you would. I would, but again, if it was bad weather, you know, is it worth just leave her at no, home? Now, see, now I'm yeah. in the same. I'm in the same camp. I'm not getting out on the. I'm, I'm at a point in my life now where yeah. I won't get on the road for my own purposes, right. let alone somebody else's. But yeah, and and you know, if the kids said they didn't want to go anywhere on Christmas, that okay, you, you know, it, mm-hmm. I know, but right, I'd still be like, I'd be pouty. I would be too, but I get it. Because right, I don't. I don't particularly want to share her either. I just, I yeah, I just want her all me, like right all day. Like that's right. We don't say no. We're of the. Uh... We don't. You guys and us. Yeah, like we have her. It's yeah. like unless there was something planned, and yeah. I, and if I could, right, that I couldn't take her, like right. It's all in, like right, yeah. Well, I I take her where we take her whenever. As grandparents, we can. We're we are thirty five minutes, forty minute drive. Right. Whereas, like the other grandparents are two hours, two hours, hour two right. hour plus. Yeah. So, so we're fortunate enough that we're close enough. Right. Now we are slipping away here, Andy. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Just yeah, yeah, I know. Thanking Andy, God that you're, what's your tradition? You thanking the, your God you that the, your children are young. Yeah. I was gonna say you, you have <laughs> the youngest kids of everybody, so. I guess the tradition is a drop kick to the head. Get up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yours, yours don't want to get up? No, no mine, he's getting drop kicked. Oh, the okay, head. you're getting drop kicked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. Leave me sleep. It's 5 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. When I'm kicking you, that means hurry up. Do I remember you, that. Do you have the you don't get out of bed before this time rule? We try. And how effective is that? About mm, 50-50. So I that's would, half the kids do it and half the kids don't. Yeah. I presume or <laughs> I presume the 50/50 is 50 for your daughter, yes, 50 for your son, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's uh, always wound up ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> for me as a kid, it was always we couldn't even see the tree until my parents were up and their coffee was made. Right? That's so right. we had to wait on the stairs. And they were so slow. They took their time, probably because they were tired. On purpose. Of course. And I have to say, I continued that tradition with my kids. Now, I didn't take as long as my parents, but 
I would wait till we were ready and I'd get that photo of them coming around the corner and <gasps> the tree and Santa came and all that fun so stuff. So was the tree put up the night before? No, but of no. course Santa comes, right? So there was a little bit more around it. Yeah. And their stockings are full. And right. Santa was pretty cool because he would do all his gifts like were in different papers. So right. So they knew yes. which ones came from Santa. Yes. Right. And so they knew it was a. Yeah. A big thing. Um, that's And we always allowed the kids, it got to a point, and they could get up early and do their stockings by themselves. Oh, okay. That's pretty impressive. And uh, and then we would titter-tatter down, and then mm-hmm. they had to leave the big independently wrapped ones. Alone. Anything that's under the tree, don't touch it. Right. That was our house, too. Yeah. Yeah. We we could do the same thing. I could get up oh, and I could get up and I could do my stocking if I was quiet. So that usually meant, like taking the stocking back to my bedroom and dumping it out on my bed. And I got to tell you, for the first few years of my life that I can remember, I made out like a freaking bandit (laughs) because I had a stocking that was like ye old uh, bum flap pajamas. So it had two feet on it with a bum flap. Oh, wow. This thing was massive. two stockings. Essentially, the the feet were a little bit smaller. No one put a stop to that. Eventually it did, um, <laughs> but it was like, you know what you, what it's like when you're a parent and yeah. you want to spoil it. And I did. I got spoiled. Oh, you so were yeah. spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing. Oh, and then it got kind of shitty there for a while because when I started to realize that this whole, like, as much as I loved it when my uncle would come over because of the movie thing, it became this real detractor because, you know, we were itching to get going with Christmas and he, as much as I appreciate it now because I like to sleep, but he was the late riser. so. If he was getting out of bed, some years he's getting out of bed at 10 o'clock. And, uh, you know, as kids, we're like just chomping at the bit, right? That might as well have been midnight the next day. That's right. So, I mean, Christmas at our house, some years we're still opening presents at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and still in our pajamas because if he get up at 10, he's not doing nothing until he's had his two two fucking corningware bowls of cereal because I don't think he eats at home. So... You know, at our house, it was like gold, right? Right. Yeah. It's funny, too, that you had an uncle. I had an aunt. Was she as eccentric as my uncle? Uh, Probably worse. We should and, get their uh, notes on that. We sometime. should. Um, so my great aunt. Did she travel with her cats? Dog. Oh, okay. Dog. So that's a point for both of us. Yeah. Oof, yep. Um, Did she bring lime jello? Is your cat by any chance eat jello <laughs> she and, again, and, and i feel like uh, talking about alternating i feel like on off years she came to our house and then the other years we went to hers mm. and terrible to say i don't think she ever married so oh, she was no. an eccentric that's two old lady <laughs> yeah and um just I, right and just didn't get me lived which, alone yeah well she lived with her her sister, so Aunt Babe and Aunt Marge, and I think Aunt Babe was was related. I think, <laughs> and it's this weird, don't ask, don't tell. Oh. Maybe I don't know, right? It but could have been, back then they wouldn't have come out, right? No, but I'm sure she was the actual sister. But they didn't look oh, okay. alike. But oh. anywho, <laughs> and I remember one year she cooked the turkey in a brown paper bag, and the bag caught fire. <gasps> And you know me, I'm a sensitive little soul, so the yeah. smoke agitates me. I'm huffy and puffy. My eyes are puffy. I'm crying. And she's like, what's wrong with Scotty? I'm okay. 
Well, <laughs> my uncle did not do any burning, didn't do any cooking, let alone right. burn anything. So you got me on that one. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember one year she got me the big 32 marker set. Cool. And I don't know where she got them. Like Crayola. No. Oh, off brand. <laughs> off okay. off brand. Yeah. Maybe off shelf. But the every marker was dry. dry. <laughs> and I'm like trying to lick them. And I'm like, and she's like, do you like them? And I'm like, I love them. Are you going to draw me a picture? And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and she's like, well, aren't you ungrateful? And I'm oh. like, oh. <laughs> And then, right, we got to the right age, and my parents were like, oh, you want to go to Aunt Marge's for Christmas? And we were like, nope. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's when it ended. Oh. Interesting. So, Well, nice to know that we've all got our own traditions, uh, and, you know, we have these fond memories to look back on, and I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be where I am now in my life. And in spite of everything that's going on in the world right now with, uh, you know, COVID and the virus, hey. There is a bright uh, a bright spot to that, and that the first uh, first vaccine was administered today in Canada. So things are looking up, and uh, maybe by next year, yeah, maybe you by can next have year, the moose milk party. Hopefully, I'm having moose milk this year, regardless. But um, just not going to make it by the uh, punch bowl <laughs> by the gallon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's it for me, guys. How about you? Anything? Any final words you want to put up? I'm good. I mean, you know what. I missed, uh, didn't talk about Hanukkah and Adam no, Sandler. that's oh, right. And that's the Hanukkah a whole sign. Other thing. Yeah. But that's Which not is, Christmas. That's Hanukkah. I know. But, but again. That's holiday tradition. Holiday yeah, it's tradition. a holiday tradition. And I mean, yeah. right? Comedic gold. It really is. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah, Stone. Merry Christmas, Whitey. But that's all. That was just my last minute thought. Mm. Awesome. And that's, right. a, that's a good one to close on. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us for our uh, Sawcast family Christmas. Hopefully you'll tune into our uh, sister show, Hanging at the Barbershop, when we do this again for our Sawcast family New Year's, where we recount the year 2020 in, uh, in only the way that we do. And uh, we hope that uh, wherever you are for Christmas this year, that uh, you're with good friends and family, and that everybody is happy and safe. And uh, Merry Christmas from me. Merry Christmas from me. Merry Christmas, everyone. And a happy new year. All right, guys. That's it for me. That's it for Fandom Power. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.
Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say?